This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. If you're breathing, if you woke up not dead again today, you ought to be glad, not that you got God, but that God got you. And God can keep you, can he? Oh, that's good news. Listen, if you ain't been got yet by God, let God get you. Because God can keep you. Keep you happy. Keep you well. Keep you satisfied and fulfilled. Keep you on the good road to heaven. God can get you there. God's a finisher. God's not just a starter. He's a finisher. He's the Alpha and the Omega. See, sometimes people begin, but they, de- they don't end well. Well, I, I'm going to hang with the one that finishes well. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, the secret to every harvest uh, seems that it's just such a well-kept secret that many folks miss it. The secret to every harvest is the seed. Sowing the seed. If you need a harvest, then of necessity it is required to sow a seed. And boy, if the revelation of that ever comes in your life, your days of lack are over with. You will lack no good thing from the Lord because God is a farmer. Matter of fact, the scripture says, Jesus talking about the Father, he came to show us the Father. He said, my Father is the farmer. Oh, he's the farmer of farmers. And you know... uh. He provides seed to the sower. God's first provision in your life is always a seed. The seed you need to produce the harvest that you want. Now, if you're used to eating your seed, that's all you get. Let me read Ephesians because we need this. Uh, Because of this, this is to this church. I'm so happy to pastor this church, you know. I'm not, uh, this is not a drudgery or a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a bad thing in any way, shape, or form for me. Oh, I have joy, great joy, because I see lives being transformed before my very eyes. God is so good. If you just trust him, I'll tell you, this, uh, this Jesus can be trusted. And he's still in the business of transforming lives. God can change you if you want to be changed. That's the truth. So, uh, when I... Uh, when I um, pray for you, it's, it's this way. I, I've heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your tender love towards all his devoted ones. This is a faith-filled church. This is a strong in the Lord church. And this is a loving church to uh, all of those that God loves, those that are in the house and those that have yet to come in. For God so loved the world. This is a loving church. This is a giving church. This is a church with the beauty and the grace of Jesus on it. And uh, my heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in my prayers. And I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you today the riches 
of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. The Holy Spirit to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray also that the light of God today will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. And I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Jesus from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Amen. If you can agree with that, say amen. I'll tell you, if this, this is you, this is how God sees you, this is how I see you, this is the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ over you, and it's my prayer for you today. I pray that it would be your prayer over yourself and one another. Uh, I want to announce to you, there's a great calm coming. Mark, the fourth chapter, verse 35, Jesus said, now I'm, uh, I, uh, my ears always perk up because I'm listening for the spirit wind words of Jesus. My eyes are looking for the Lord Jesus. So when I see in his word that Jesus said, and we're going to uh, look at 4 and 35 in Mark's gospel, it says, later that day after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side. Now, I don't know about you, but driving after dark sometimes, things pop up and pop out at you. And Jesus, after dark, said, let's go to the other side. You know, uh, sometimes walking by faith with the Lord Jesus, it's a walk in the dark. But the Scripture says, even the darkness is light to you because he is the light of the world. God sees, doesn't he? He said, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And after they had sent the crowd away, they shoved off from shore with him as he had been teaching from the boat. And there were other boats that sailed with them. Now, I want to underscore this statement. Jesus said Let's go to the other side. Now, this is, was not a personal, uh, you know, a pleasurable journey for him where they were going to go over and uh, have orange soda pop and, and uh, eat shady chips and have ice cream and watch big screens and stuff like that. No, there's purpose in everything that Jesus did. Every word from God... And these are the words out of his mouth are sent on an assignment to accomplish a purpose. Jesus was very purposeful and is very purposeful in everything that he says and everything that he does. So when he said, let's cross over to the other side of the lake, the purpose of that was to bring the kingdom. Jesus' message was this. Repent. But the kingdom of God is at hand. And every teaching was underscored with this understanding that he was sharing with them. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like that. 
The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Every story, every parable, every a parable was a parallel, a natural thing showing, holding a secret of a spiritual truth. But it was purposeful in that he was trying to show them the kingdom. He culminated all of that when uh, 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 in with his disciples privately before he went to the culmination of the cross, he said this. Uh, he said, I'm going to my father and your father. And Philip said, show us the father. That will be good enough. And Jesus said, man, I've been with you this whole time showing you the father. If you've seen me, you've seen the father because my purpose was to reveal him, to bring him out where he can be known. He's no longer a secret. It's not a secret what God is doing unless you're not God's friend because when you're his friend, he said, Jesus said, I call you my friends because uh, he said, I'm going to show you plainly, clearly everything that I'm doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Be friendly with God and you'll find that he'll be friendly with you and he'll share his secrets with you. It should not be a secret to the children of God what God is doing. Lest you can't keep a secret. There's been a time or two when, you know, like Elijah, I say, the Lord hasn't shown me. You know why? Because he know you'd mess it up. So then he just says, trust me, you do what you know to do. Oh, some of you need to get over your hurt, offended feelings right now. Amen. You, could, you know, we're still friends. I just can't tell you. I just can't tell you because I can't quite trust you. Because I know how like you, you like to meddle in my affairs. And there are some affairs that are too high and too great for us, aren't they? There's some things that's too much for us, but it's never too much for God. Oh, I'm already happy myself today. I, uh, I'm not going to be argumentative and try to, try to talk you into being happy. You should have already decided that. Are you listening last night before you went to bed and it would have already been settled this morning? You woke up happy, happy, happy. On your way to even more happy. Amen. Oh, we're greatly blessed to know God. And if you don't know him, please, today is your day. I'm happy about that. Good news today. Well, the purpose of God, bring the kingdom. Now listen, to the people over there. The other side was, was about the people over there. See, the plan of God, the, the preaching and the teaching and the healing, the helping of God that came through the ministry of Jesus Christ, these things were already set in stone before the foundations of the world, agreed upon. Jesus said, I didn't come to do my will, I came to do the will of God. I didn't come to be served. And you know there are many folks that will be better served in a place you know, uh, that does better at serving all of the whims, all of the, all of the wants, all of the little things that we so desperately need as, you know, uh, comfortable, convenient Christians. But I'm going to follow Jesus, and Jesus said that uh, he didn't come to serve, to be served, but he came to serve. Now, if you want to serve the purpose of God in your generation, if you want to serve uh, uh, someone and something so much greater, there's nothing greater, there's no one greater than the greatest one, and there's nothing greater than sharing the plan of God's salvation with the world. There's nothing greater than where we're headed to. Are you listening? Eternity with God. 
And there's no greater urgency than to stop uh, people that are on their way to the opposite eternity without God. All this life is about. It's the dressing room for eternity. All this life is about is deciding to follow Jesus. So the Bible says that they all got in the boat. They were all in the same boat, the disciples. And Jesus said there were other boats with them. You know, um, there are other people with your life. There are other people all around us. And hopefully headed in the same direction that you're headed in with Jesus. But you know, for the church now, let me speak to the church. We're all in the same boat. Don't pull your pistol out and start shooting, you know, up in the air, up and down, all around. You might punch more holes than the rest of us got fingers and toes. <laughs> Funny thing about Christians, they, shoot, they love to shoot one another. Let's move right along. We don't want to uh, suddenly lose all your happiness and joy. They're all in the same boat. And it says, suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. One translation says, a storm, suddenly, a storm, a ferocious tempest. One translation, literally, uh, and many of the original manuscripts uh, attribute that there was a earthquake, there was a shaking that caused a tsunami type wave. There's a one translation says a violent storm, a furious squall, and a great windstorm. And it, it goes on to say the results was the boat was being swamped. It came crashing into the boat. You have to be careful that during a storm, that when you're in a storm, that the storm doesn't come crashing in on you. It says they were suddenly in a serious situation, in a precarious position. The wind and the waves were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. You know, and the Bible goes on to say they were so afraid. Why is it that we're so surprised in following Jesus By storms, by sudden storms. They were so surprised at the storm. But you know, if you follow Jesus, uh, things are going to come up. If you're going to walk with him, follow and follow through as he fulfills the purpose and the plans uh, of God, don't be surprised that there's some sudden serious situations, precarious positions. Listen, he's in the boat with us. Because we're with him. Are you listening? I'm glad that we sing about him being with us, but I'm more concerned about am I with him? See, see, when you start to grow up, you realize, you know, uh, it's more about us being with him. He said he'd never leave or forsake us. <clears throat> well, all this is going on. It says, but Jesus. Everybody say, but Jesus. But. Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern on the back of the boat, resting on a cushion. So they shook 
him awake. Notice the reaction of the fearful and the response of the faithful. I mean, these boys were all shook up. It didn't say that they whispered, Jesus, 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 need to wake up now. Wake up, Jesus, Jesus, wake up, wake up, Jesus. You know, you think this little bit of uh, a pitiful praying? Love. Lord, if it be thy will, you need, you need to come on now. You need to come on. Honey, this thing is rocking and rolling. They're going down. One translation says, they shouted. They're hollering, hey, come on. You don't care. We're going to die here. We're all going to die. Aren't you glad that Jesus does never agree with us when we talk like that? Huh? These are the disciples. He's going to deal with this in a minute. These are the folks that are following him. I mean, they had just seen him do tremendous things. Matter of fact, they just come from the encounter with the centurion where Jesus said, I haven't seen such great a faith, and that great faith in all of Israel was simply, you just need to speak the word. And here they are speaking the word that they believe. We are going to die. Jesus, we're dying here, and we're going to die. And you asleep. We go, Jesus. No, I mean, it got a little more than that. You know, <laughs> I sometimes feel the kick uh, out of, uh, you know, I've been around church people quite a bit, some, you know, almost four decades now. And um, you learn a few things about folks uh, when they get in the middle of some stuff. Isn't that right? <laughs> I'll tell you, we take a lesson from our kids. You know, one child would come in and ask a question. The answer would be no, so the then they'd send the next one in. You know, I was from a family of eight, and it's like, you know, well, if that didn't work, try somebody else. You know, if crying don't work, go in and get mad, stomp your foot. I always send someone else in if you're going to pitch a fit. You know what I'm saying? You know, pitching pitiful fits, crying, you know, uh, is one thing, but going in, stomping your foot, being angry and demanding, that never got me very far, I'll tell you right now. Uh, But anyway, it says they shook him awake. Imagine that God sleeps. Now, God's always at rest. He's always at rest. The Bible says he never slumbers or sleeps, but he's always at rest. Have you ever just kind of been at rest? Sandy will say when we're riding in the car, you know, I'll say, you sleeping? Her eyes are closed. She'll go, no, it's just rest in my eyes. You know, no, it should be sleeping if the snoring starts, but I'm asking her before that starts. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm happy today. I hope you're happy. They shook him awake. You know, uh, David said this way. He said, wake up, God. Wake up. The Bible says that he recorded another place. It says, and then the Lord, my cry came to his ears, and then the Lord woke up and shook himself like a mighty man. And two-fisted scattered his enemies. Sometimes you have to wake up God. I said, sometimes you have to wake up God. They had the right idea. They started shouting. They started hollering. Now, for those of you that love church quiet, remember, there's a half hour reserved for you in heaven. Half an hour. Half of an hour. Half of one hour is reserved for the silent 
prayer requests and the silent praisers and the people that prefer silence. After that, sugar, it's on. Go hide somewhere. Amen. Because, I mean, we're going to be shouting. The angels are going to be shouting. The 24 elders are going to be shouting. And the Bible says when God, when God speaks, it's like the, it's, it's greater than Niagara Falls, Victoria Falls over in Africa. It's all the great falls of the, uh, of the world put together. He thunders mighty roaring waters when he says his voice. <laughs> oh, praise God. They shook him awake. Now, I'll tell you. Uh, I've been hearing the sounds of the storm. I've been hearing the sounds of the wind, or should I say all the wind bags. But I'm still wanting, and I'm still waiting to hear Jesus, who has the final word. And you know, sometimes the Lord is just strangely silent. We shouldn't be uncomfortable when the Lord is silent. He'll speak, and when he speaks, that's the final word. See, I'm looking and listening for the Lord who is my Lord. Well, the Bible goes on to say, it says, Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea. Oh, now God's shouting. Whole lot of hollering going on, but God ain't hollered yet. Remember that old song that says he created the worlds with a whisper, but he's about to shout. Amen. It says he rebuked. Fully awake, he rebuked the wind. Now, for those of you that are wondering that all the wind and wind bags and the storm and all that, if it's from God, now why would God rebuke God? If it were, it were, if it were from the Father, Jesus wouldn't stand up and rebuke the Father. No, the word, this actual word rebuke, the uh, Greek word, it's the same word used when Jesus, it's, it is reserved for the devil. And when he rebuked the devil, he rebuked the storm. Why? Because the storm was from the devil. <clears throat> it says all at once the wind ceased, suddenly, all at once the wind ceased, it stopped blowing, One translation says the wind fell, it sank, the wind died down, and there was a great calm. In the translation we're reading, Passion, he said, hush, calm down all at once. The wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. I'm telling you, there's a calm coming. There's a great calm coming. Almost every translation, overwhelmingly so, it says, and there was a great calm calm. <clears throat> now, we've established that Jesus, uh, where the storm came from. Have we established that? Well, if you see it any differently, then stay. Let, the Bible says, let the ignorant or the not knowing be ignorant still. Well, at some point in time, we're going to have to decide there's stuff that comes from God, and there's stuff that comes from the one who is not the big God. He's the little God. He's the enemy. Now, why, now why was the devil raising such a ruckus here? It was from the devil. Why was he raising uh, such a ruckus? Because 
He was raising a ruckus over where Jesus was going to, or more importantly, who Jesus was going to. If you follow through with this and following Jesus and follow through with this, you'll find out that on the other side there was a man that met him immediately when he got out of the boat. And that man had terrorized the territory because he was possessed by a thousand or a legion of demons. And it terrorized the entire territory. I love the scripture uh, uh, by recall, having read it more than one time. It says, that, it says that Jesus jumped out of the boat and immediately started commanding the devils to come out of the man. <laughs> I mean, Jesus knew, there he is, that's the one right there. Oh my God, I'll tell you what, and I just pray God to give me a different job because you know that supervisor is just possessed by the devil. Oh, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I have to pray all year, shama, shama, because you know Aunt Susie, she's possessed by the devil. (laughs) Well, the one possessed by the devil apparently was the one that Jesus was purposed to and planned all along, that he he recognized the one. He said, I came for you. But he had to deal with the devil, didn't he? We're going to have to deal with the devil, aren't we? It's not the person. This man ran towards Jesus. Now listen, the devil will always overplay his hands. You know, I'm sure that when the last one was leaving the man and jumping in the pigs, he said, I told you, I told you, you don't mess with that dude over there. I told you, that would go. why did you have to run down there? Why you got to be such a big braggart and tell me, oh, I'm a legion, I got a thousand. <laughs> And the last one out is going, I told those stupid idiots up there, friend. I told them, don't do it. I heard about that guy, Jesus. (laughs) Well, you're just the one I'm looking for. You're the one. Isn't it interesting to turn your little theological bucket upside down? You might need to sit on it a while and learn a few things. Amen. Instead of carrying water for being the water person for the devil. Are you listening? You ought to learn a few things that uh, God is after the one that's the worst. God has a policy, worst first. Oh, praise God. Well, that don't say much for you now, does it? Because he got, if he got you, he got the worst first. Moving right along, lots of reason for humility, because remember, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Don't let any man think more of himself than he ought to think, the Bible says. Worse first. So, uh, the devil raised a tremendous ruckus. I mean, trying to kill the, kill the whole plan of God, Jesus and his disciples, in the middle of the sea. Huge storm. Why? To prevent this one encounter and experience with one man. Are you listening? With one preacher that was on an assignment from God 
Because here's the thing. And now listen, and this boy was true blue now. See, there's a lot of folks that just want to get delivered from their circumstance. This boy, when he got delivered, clothed and in his right mind, the Bible says, he says, I got to go. I want to go with you. I'm going to follow you. I need to follow you. And the Lord says, listen, you're going to be of more use to me. You need to stay here and tell what great things God has done for you. Somebody somewhere has got to stand in their own place in the grace that God has given them and tell everybody what great things God has done for you. There's 10 cities that were involved here. The Decapolis, the evangelistic efforts of one man who was crazy gone. So far gone, everybody gave up on him. You Out of control, Jack, but Jesus can transform the wasted life, the furthest from God. God will start with the one furthest away. I thank God today he's going to the other side. God's going through this, this medium, medium, and he's talking to somebody out there today. You are not so far gone that God can't get you. You are not so far gone that God's not going to come and invade your situation. The devil is not going to win in your life. You're not going to bust the devil's hell wide open. I hear right now in my spirit by the Spirit of God. Words have been spoken over you. Curse words from the time you were a little child, a little boy, a little girl. And they said you never amount to nothing. They said you'll always be like you are. Your daddy was. You'll be. Your grandfather was. It'll never be any different. But I'm here to tell you today under the anointing of the Spirit of the living God, God is reaching for you right now now and he's about to show up big time in your life and you are going to be transformed in a moment in an instant time and God is going to turn families God is going to turn tribes and territories God is going to use you mightily to change cities hallelujah Oh, the devil raised a ruckus, but God brings a great calm. Which brings us to the greater question, because the same word that was used when he rebuked the, when he was rebuking the devil and rebuking the storm, rebuking the wind and the waves. Now, these are not my words. These are the words of Jesus. It really does matter who's asking. And see, in a great calm, you can hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. And oh, how we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And I know there's a lot of the, uh, the church that doesn't feel like that they need the help of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you something. In this church, we believe in the work. He is the helper. So Jesus, in the same spirit of rebuke, this is not too far-fetched because... He didn't call it by name, but when uh, Peter said, he was telling them, he said, uh, this is the purpose of God. I've got to die. I'm going to die for you so you can live for me. Why Jesus? He died for you so you could live for him. It's a lie that you've been told that you cannot live this thing. I'm telling you, you can live it because he died for you. Jesus turned the same spirit of rebuke to his disciples. He goes, why are you so afraid? And the follow-up question was this. 
Where's your faith? I love this translation in Mark 4, the Passion Bible. He says, haven't you learned to trust yet? Haven't you learned to trust yet? Let me ask you today, are you wanting and waiting to hear what Jesus is saying? Will Jesus have the final word of the storm in your life today? Let me ask you, where's your faith? Is it in the howling wind, the crashing waves? It's all but swamping the boat that you're in. In your life, is it in the power of the killer, the murderer, the liar, the thief, the destroyer? The devil trying to stop Jesus and God's purpose and plans in your life, for your life, and not just you, but the lives that your life will affect. Haven't you learned to trust yet? Let me tell you, you can trust Jesus. And you can trust Jesus with your life. Not only your natural life, because see, the natural life, they, they said, we're going to die. They were so afraid that the, this was going to take them under. That they would not, could not survive. You remember when Jesus was saying, I, I must die. I'm going to fall into the hands of wicked and evil men. They're going to crucify me, but after three days I'll rise again. And Peter spoke up. He goes, this is not going to happen to you. This is not going to happen. You're the Savior. You're the Lord. Isn't it funny how we bring our own interpretation from our own perspective and our own understanding of how God works his plan of salvation? And boy, I'll tell you what, Jesus didn't hesitate. He pointed at Peter and he said, you get behind me, Satan. I mean, directly. Was Peter Satan? No. He qualified it. He said, you're thinking like a man a natural man, and you're not thinking like God. Have you trusted Jesus with your life? Not just your natural life, because it's, it's temporal, it's temporary, it's limited. There's a time expiration on it. But the spiritual life is eternal. It's forever. The you that lives will live forever, with God or apart from God. Trust him with your spiritual life, with you, with the, with the real you. Have you? Will you trust Jesus today? Let me tell you, this is the one thing that will change, that can change everything. Let's pray this prayer together. Pastor Ron's going to come. Jesus, I trust you to save me. Be my Savior right now. From now on, you are my Lord. You are my God. You are my all and my everything. Teach me to trust you more and more. Amen. Congratulations. I'm here to announce to you today.
that there's a great calm. And I'm telling you right now, I trust the work of the Holy Spirit that that calm is starting on the inside. Hold on, i got to get this paper because I wrote some things down that I heard the Lord say. You know, this is live TV. Don't be distracted with the distractions that come. I heard the Lord say these things. I heard the word of the Lord. He said that uh, he's going to deal with ears today. In the natural, uh, tinnitus, a ringing, constant ringing sound and natural ears. I don't know if you're in the house or you're out there somewhere, but God's dealing with that right now. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. We agree with you that that stops and it never returns in Jesus' name. And spiritual ears, I believe that there are those under the sound of his voice here today that they're static, that they're static. And the Lord says, I'm going to cause you to hear clear, that there's going to be a clearing of the channel and that he's going to cause you to hear clear, hear his voice. And you'll be strengthened. The Bible says the Lord will strengthen his people. The Lord will give his people peace. I speak peace over you today. I speak the clarity of the voice of God coming to you in the confusion and in all the static noise, the noise that's all around. I thank you that the Lord's going to cause a clearing in the hearing in Jesus' name. I also heard the Lord this. He said, knees. And... Uh, he said, I'm healing knees today. Now, I, I, I press the Lord for anything beyond that. And he said, all and any. Doesn't matter what the situation is. Just all and any. Those that will believe can receive. They will and can receive. So I'm going to just ask you today. Listen, if that's you, if you're having trouble, and you just take it by faith. Take it by faith. Just believe that and receive that by faith. And you and the Lord will walk that on out. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. Specifically, Lord, went into even more detail where this is concerned is that there's a family situation. There's been a sudden shift that's causing concern, really great concern. And you are under pressure to say something. I heard the Lord say, I wrote this down word for word. He said, don't talk out of turn. Do not. You're under great pressure to say something. Don't talk out of turn because the enemy wants to turn and twist uh, and, and it will be held against you. It will be held against you. The Lord says there's a turnaround, a sudden shift from the negative towards the positive, from the negative of now towards the positive. Now this has a double, it's a double and a dual, uh, a duplicity, a dual meaning here. It's for the present that this is the position and the condition. A sudden shift to the negative that's causing great concern and you're under pressure to say something. But it's also, the Lord says, I'm out in front of what's coming. I'm forewarning you and forearming you so that you're not taken by surprise by the suddenness of this, but that you'll know the end from the beginning and know this, that there's a sudden shift for the positive for your family. Listen, stay in faith. 
believe the word of the Lord. Trust the Lord. Believe the word of his prophet and you will uh, be prospered in it. This is a word sent to prosper and prosper and profit you today. But the Bible says you have to mix faith with it. The word preached to them was did not profit them because they didn't mix faith. How do we mix faith? Say, so, you know what, Lord, I choose to believe that's you and I choose to believe that's true for me. And I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that. Well, I think we've done the Lord's business here today. I'm very happy about all of that. I'm happy about those that are being healed in their knees, those that are being touched in their ears, those that the Lord has uh, wanting you to know uh, that he's well aware of what's causing you concern today. And he's on it. He's in it. And I'm telling you, a turnaround is coming. A turnaround from God is coming. Amen. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I just give you praise today, God. You're worthy. You're worthy. Thank you that you died for us, that we could live for you. Listen, if, you're, if you gave your heart to Jesus today, if you trusted Jesus today, listen, congratulations. Let's enjoy this journey together. Come on uh, to the house. Let us know one way or the other. We want to help you in your walk and help you to work out your own salvation with uh, fear and trembling. We'll teach you about the person of the Holy Spirit. We'll teach you the, to be led by Him and recognize His voice. We'll teach you the Word of God. We'll, we'll teach you uh, about the wonderful love of the Father who loves you so much and the gracious, gracious gift of the Lordship Jesus Christ. You come be with us. Until the next time, you be blessed because... Uh, God is at rest, and there's a great calm coming. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.